Welcome. Bonjour. Vous écoutez le podcast Dirty Feet sur les ondes de No More Radio. You're listening to the Dirty Feet podcast on the No More Radio Network. Nous sommes vos animateurs et animatrices. We are your hosts, Alison Burns, J.D. Papillon et Stéphanie Morin-Robert. Listen in. Écoutez. We're going to move you. Today on the Dirty Feet podcast, I interview George Stamos, who is creating a new work called Situations for Agora de la Danse here in Montreal. The production will be performed September 30th, October 1st, and 2nd at 8 p.m. with a Meet the Choreographer experience after the October 1st show. The work features dancers Jean Bui, Owen Carpman, Danny Desjardins, Oliver Kumstatira, Sebastien Provencier, as well as guest artists Sylvia de Sousa, Emily Roberts, Winnie Superhova, Gabrielle Supernant Lacasse, Anouk Theriot, and Nate Yaffe. The original soundscapes by Jackie Galland, and it's being remixed live by one of the performers, Owen Chapman. It's also rehearsal directed by Sarah Williams. And uh, the rest of the details will come during our conversation. Enjoy. During the first weekend of October at Agora de la Danse, they're going to be presenting the work of George Stamos called Situations. This is a new piece with a, with a pretty big cast, and I'm looking forward to speaking with George a bit about the creation of this, of this new work. Hi, George. Hi, Alison. Nice <laughs> to see you. <laughs> Thank you for having me. Uh, so I want to start with the casting of this work because uh, it was a bit, um, uh, it created curiosity the way that you've, you've delegated the casting on the website. So I understand that there are four dancers and one live mixing musician who are the core members and they're all male. That's right. And yes. I, I think that is important to say based on the on the intention of the work. Yeah, that's right. There's there's five performers, those the four dancers and the music, the musician who I've worked with the longest on the piece. Um, and I, I created a material where we were investigating um, masculinity and what that could mean, and for for a choreographic process and and a piece. And um, uh, along the way, I. I opened up the piece to invite other um, perspectives on masculinity because I, I felt like that was I needed um, to get to a place where there were a lot of diverse because um, it's quite gender is quite complicated as a topic to attack and uh, I wanted to do the work of actually not just doing the, sort of the easiest thing and, and but actually digging into some of the more challenging aspects of um, gender equality uh, homophobia the way men re relate to each other male aggression um, some of that too so so I opened it up to guest 
to come in and and have different um, meetings with the core guys, like artistic meetings where we we developed some material. And then I've decided to continue working with them. So now there's actually a cast of 11 people um, that will perform, which is mostly men. There are... um, there are four women, um, uh, five, sorry, five women. There's actually five women and five men. Six men, if we can't, the DJ, but the dancers. Is, so there's 11 in total. Um, and uh, situations, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you've brought in these, these uh, six extra artists, these guest artists yeah. who, who, who are actually on stage or, or in the show every night of the week. Exactly, yeah. Every night there's 11 people performing. Yeah. So let's talk about this. This uh, let's delve into this very complex. It seems like very layered um, subject matter that you're dealing with right now. Yeah. I love that in your your description you use the words uh, metrosexual, but also lumbersexual, and in this exploration of kind of modern masculinity. Yeah. Well, I, I feel like these um, this the metrosexual and the the lumbersexual kind of. Um, stereotypes or or propositions um highlight how gender is a construct in a way and in and part of that is really useful for me as an artist because it i also believe that gender is a construct and that's how i approach it as a choreographic process so we're we're in, in many ways looking at how is gender performed which is also why it's makes it more interesting to have some of the women there who are performing masculinity um so that we can start to talk about masculinity as a concept and or a phenomena outside of um, outside of your your the gender you're born into. Um, uh, so that's that's uh, yeah. So are these these are like sub genres of gender? Then is that kind of the idea of of the different things that you're highlighting through this this mixed cast? Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm highlighting diversity for sure through the mixed cast. That's for sure. Um, and I'm coming at it from a viewpoint of gender being performed in different ways, masculinity being performed in different ways, and different viewpoints on masculinity. So I, I do want to challenge um, people's sort of, I want to challenge kind of really simplistic ideas about masculine and feminine, because like, I think it would be easy in a way to make a piece um, fetishizing the male body and um, we've certainly seen lots of fetishizing of the female body and I think we've, we've started to see more fetishizing of the male body which had certain value I think and does have value to do that um, as a sort of a role reversal um, but I think to go beyond fetishizing each other uh, it could be also interesting in the, in the performance so that it doesn't become just about, oh, the male body on stage. I love to see men dancing, you know? It's like, well, let's let those men be more than just fetishized sort of objects to, to ogle at. Like, sure, if, if, if you... I mean, there is fetishizing of the body. I will absolutely in the piece. <laughs> and there's um, some kind of sexually loaded content in a way, I think. Um, but I, we're going into a, more of the psychology of gender also. So how do you start to uh, create a process in which that's going to end up on stage? Is that something that you have to negotiate with the personalities of the people that you're working with? How do you find the nuance? 
Well, I did a lot of research. I've done a lot of research over the years. Uh, gender has always been um, an aspect that I've considered in my processes. And actually, this work is coming out of, um, I would say, about ooh, maybe five years ago. I've, I was becoming increasingly um, annoyed at how putting a male body and a female body together on stage had this natural heteronormative default of this certain kind of duet or romantic story that would be interpreted. Even if it wasn't your intention as a choreographer, working with the male and female body together was a real challenge, uh, is a real challenge still, I think, in terms of certain pitfalls that emerge when you have like a, say, a duet with a, a man and a woman. There's this default viewpoint that, that that clicks in the sort of Romeo and Juliet story comes comes into play just as a um, cultural norm you know and I wanted to challenge that and I, I wanted to that for me that was becoming a distraction and also because I have I've worked with a lot of amazing women over the years um, and I'd all I've always been aware of the history of the objectification of the female body on stage and and thought that I had to deal with that reality in terms of like being sensitive to what are we doing? Um, what are the images that we're putting out there? Um, also these other defaults of, Oh, the beautiful female dancer and how, so how we could subvert that. And, and, and that led to some very interesting collaborations like Sarah Williams commissioned me to do this piece, Croc Monsieur. that was a solo that, uh, for her that in investigated um, gender as well where we challenged that. Sarah Williams is also involved in this project as rehearsal director, and she's, she's amazing. Um, yeah, so I did all of, the, all of that work, and then I felt like I wanted to just focus on um, working with... I wanted to get out of that distraction, so, I, so then I began projects where I was working with only women or only men. I didn't want to work with men and women together. <laughs> I wanted to work with only women or only men, because I just didn't want to... Um, deal with that distraction and that was a very interesting period of figuring out what are some tendencies or some issues that are that are commonalities amongst groups of men and groups of women i mean of course there's always diversity and fluctuation but but the, i found there were some tendencies um and and, and uh, approaches to work um that were very nuanced that that i i uh kind of mined through with some of these performers. Um, two of the women uh, who are in the, the piece, um, uh, Nick Thierryot and Gabrielle Supernoulakas, uh, are dancers that I also made a duet with that where we looked at um, we looked at feminism and what feminism meant for them and what that meant for a male choreographer to be directing two women in a piece about feminism. So that was also complicated and involved a lot of dialogue and a lot of... Um, yeah, a lot of dialogue. And that material has infiltrated this piece, too. So um, that's that's an aspect of it. So you have the male masculinity, the sort of norms that are there, and then those being subverted, and then also a feminist viewpoint on um, masculinity. <laughs> and that, that work was uh, Nuna Nuna? Nun Nuna. Nun Nuna? Yeah, Nun Nuna. Nun, like hallelujah. Noon, like vagina in French. Non, like no. And it was, uh, it was presented at the Bouche DC Cabaret. Was it presented anywhere else? Um, it was uh, presented at the Théâtre Outremont as part of the Encuentro. 
And it still exists as a duet that is separate from this, but there's... Uh, I mean, I shouldn't give everything away, actually. There's, <laughs> okay. there's a few surprises that come in. Um, but, yeah. Uh, it's it's definitely a mixed cast, but there, it, it is a variety of... Everywhere. Masculinity, masculinity is performed in many different ways. <laughs> I'm, I'm curious... Um about the the idea of being a male choreographer for this work, not necessarily for the feminism angle, but just for the working with female bodies. And I'm wondering if Sarah Williams has helped you in 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 that sense, or or if you're just working with professionals that that translation doesn't necessarily need to happen. Working with the women, you mean? Yeah, just uh, in terms of like opening up what it is to to match what the men are doing. If if you're studying this kind of masculinity well interestingly um actually uh i mean it's not as simple as that because there's also like something i think i think we have a lot to learn from each other all the time and i think um the women are learning things from the men and the men are learning things from the women too about masculinity and i think often women are teaching men what masculinity is and i think it is in a it is a it is a it's a binary system that works with a certain kind of reflective to the other so it is about like like femininity is performed for the male gaze and masculinity is often performed for the female gaze so having women there actually helps direct the masculinity in a certain way and it's it is and it's interesting how how that plays out in different ways um just to to jaunt back to the buzzwords for a moment because you did you did mention that um you know this the subject of masculinity and and putting putting men on stage um, has been done uh, before with contemporary dance. Yeah, I, I feel like maybe ahead of culture, and then at this point in time, there seems to be kind of a focus or an obsession with these categories of metrosexual, lumbersexual, these kind of like of of categorizing different different ways of displaying In yourself culture, you mean? yeah exactly so i'm wondering if that makes this more of a do you think this is like an ideal moment for this work was that part of your drive yeah just to say also about the binary that i'm definitely trying to break the binary way of thinking um and open things up so there's a there's a real queer approach going on in in this take on masculinity um yeah and to answer your question um kind of like how how culture is obsessed with these ideas now yeah i actually don't think that um contemporary dance is always so in tune with contemporary culture i think that maybe we're often behind it <laughs> in some ways like i think the boy bands and the the the, the sort of the male group thing has been around a long time okay. and um there's been like a sort of resurgence in the contemporary dance kind of bubble of interest in this in the last few seasons i see um and I've done work that's been part of that too, but I am trying to align with something that is contemporary. I feel like as a contemporary artist, I want to do that. It's interesting to me. Um, and I think that these terms, I think there's a playfulness with um, male uh, sexuality um, and gender 
that is also a product of the privilege um, and the freedom that especially white men have um, to that they can be relaxed enough to sort of be playful like that without being shamed for being, you know, overly sexual or something like a woman might be. Um, so that playfulness, I'm really kind of hijacking. And it's like, okay, well, if we can be playful, and then let's open it up to new ideas too. And um, I, I think also we're at a time when maybe the idea of diversity is... Well, it's funny because there's there's the illusion of progress too with with certain things where we have a lot of tokenisms with things and often like sort of a Hollywood like presentation of like putting someone on a totem as a symbol of um, like uh, Caitlyn Jenner, um, Ellen DeGeneres, uh, other people being like, oh, well, see, like they're they're out there on TV, so we're it's okay now, kind of thing. And it's I mean these people are really rich and they're really. <laughs> You know, they're 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 presenting a, a very kind of like um, specific class uh, viewpoint or or position about you know what's possible in life. But meanwhile, there's a lot of people that are really struggling with acceptance uh, in terms of diversity in in their life and with their family and their communities. Um, I don't necessarily think that the contemporary dance community is any different than that in a lot of ways. I mean, I think it's something, there's a strange phenomenon that happens where you see a lot of heteronormative duets performed by straight women and gay men. Um, and it's, it's I, I think I understand it in terms of if I was a straight woman and I was going to do a duet with a guy touching me all over the place, I'd probably prefer if it was a gay guy because it might be... <laughs> It might be kind of like too intense, you know, if it, if there was that, that question of like, oh, are they really into me? Or if you started, if it became too real like that. But I think um, it'd be nice if we could just get a little bit more in tune with what's really happening in the room in terms of how we're performing gender, how we're seeing each other, the kind of um, roles that we're playing and and how we don't need to play those roles, how they reflect who we are or they don't, you know? So is this work a little bit for the contemporary dance community? I mean, I, I feel when the question comes up of who are you making it for, what, what do you hope your audience is going to be, it's fairly predictable in Montreal, like who your audience is going to be, and it will probably be largely that community. Yeah, well, I hope it'll be lots of different people. I hope there'll be more gay people. Um, I hope there'll be more different kinds of people, like a diversity of audience. Um, I'm certainly not per making the piece just for the contemporary dance audience. I'm, I'm making it for the world. <laughs> it sounds really pretentious. No, but I, but I'm making, I'm making the piece, um, with the idea of inviting other people into it. I would really love it if, um, if, if people who felt like, I think this is a, a piece where we can all, um, all the audience can maybe feel hopefully a little bit more spoken to about in the, with this talk topic of gender and gender roles. Cause I mean, the ideal, the idea of the classic heroic male and the classic, um, beautiful female, these, these ideals um, about gender that are often represented on stage, there's really not a lot of people, even though this is supposed to be the norm, quote unquote, 
there's really not a lot of people that actually feel like that, <laughs> that that speaks to who they are, you know? Um, so I think the real norm is diversity. And so though hopefully pe- people won't feel alienated, they'll feel like it's representative of their experience somehow in there, in that wash of masculinity. <laughs> <laughs> to get to logistics a little bit, can we yeah. talk about the the live mixed music that it's going to be Owen Chapman, it's going to be working uh, tracks by, by Jackie Galland? Yeah, that's right. Jackie Galland, who I've worked with uh, several times in previous productions. I've worked with Owen a lot too. Um, but Jackie made some some uh, some tracks that, that Owen mixes live. And Owen also mixes... Um, uh, also records sound live, and also Emily Roberts is doing some uh, sound uh, recordings as well, uh, some live mixing of sound. And there's um, there's body percussion used in it. I'm working a lot with rhythmic um, elements uh, more and more. Uh, I, I worked with Nyata Nyata, um, Sartre d'Expression, um, with Zab Mambangu, the choreographer, as a dancer. I've, I've worked a lot as a dancer as well. And uh, I worked with that company for three and a half years, and, and I'll work with them again. Um, and uh, undergone an intense training in, in some of the Central African dance techniques and approaches to polyrhythm. And that's that's been integrated into my viewpoint as an artist. And so I, I like to, you know, it's another sort of some, something I have in my toolbox. And, and uh, yeah, that's in there. That's in the piece. <laughs> And I and I expect we can we can um, expect some surprises in terms of costuming and prop work, perhaps. Uh, yeah, there's there's some there's some enhanced bodies. <laughs> <laughs> some bodies have been enhanced uh, again with this idea of taking the cliche or these ideas. I mean, like that's why I reference lumbersexual and metrosexual because I just find they're so ridiculous. <laughs> in a way, these ideas, especially the lumber sexual one, if you think about it, and and how everything's so flipped, where it's like it used to be, used to be you could really tell who was gay by you know like and I mean I'm I'm I am a homosexual, and I used to really enjoy being able to tell who was gay, <laughs> and then with the metro- metrosexual thing, it became really. Like, you know, you can tell <laughs> because the straight guys start wanting to, you know, take care of their fashion and stuff. And then the gay guys started wanting to butch it up, not look too fashionable. But now that has even become because so much of fashion comes from gay culture. That's now been packaged, that, that butching it up into this sort of lumber sexual thing, too. Um, I mean, there, there are other elements as well, but that have contributed to the lumber sexual look. But <laughs> I think that that's that's really um, kind of ridiculous that flipping of things. I, I was just thinking that that uh, gay culture has also brought us a lot in the way of dance and dance styles. Thinking about like whacking and voguing and, and different oh, yeah. elements there. Yes, absolutely. Um, whacking and voguing are are really amazing techniques that I have a lot of respect for. And I studied way back <laughs> in the 90s. I, I studied with um, Willie Ninja and Archie Burnett. And I did a lot of go-go dancing when I was younger, and uh, like for 10 years. And I, 
I have a lot of respect for those forms. I don't practice those forms uh, regularly. I mean, they're it's incredibly rigorous uh, dancing, uh, whacking and voguing, and and uh, it's beautiful. I think there's maybe something that's you know lingered and cutting into my aesthetic that. I like to think is coming from there too, from my experience, my touching on that as I've woven all these influences, you know, into an aesthetic that I have. Um, but certainly in terms of walking, there's a lot of walking in the piece. There's a lot of like looking at how walking and marching can be gen gendered. Hmm. Yeah. So that, that lend that leads itself to some of the voguing walking. Can you give us any more, um, descriptive notes about the the movement quality in the work um well i would say that uh there's a real flipping from um very militant kind of um empowered bodies like yeah like militant like marching type bodies and and really sort of pumped up. I've, I've been studying some marching. One of the guest artists is also a police officer, and she's been showing us also some some of the police march training. Um, and uh, also coming from the Nyata Nyata work that I did and then the technique, there's a lot of that. Some of those dances are war dances um, uh, coming from Central Africa. That We're not doing them, but I, I have that. That's I've touched on that, so that's found its way in that energy um so there's that going on and then there's also a kind of really casual um more complacent kind of playful posing or um like kittens playing with a with a ball of yarn kind of <laughs> kind of stuff but there's a lot of um there's a lot of really oh, kind of uh, masculine stuff. And there's quite a quite a little range too in your in your promotional video, which I encourage people to watch to get a an idea of what's going on. And that I believe features just the the core dancers. Yeah, that's right. Well there's there's two videos now that are going out. Um, there's one with um Nook and Gab uh, doing material from from the piece. And then there's also one with the guys that shows them, yeah. Cool. <laughs> Any last words about situations? Um, well, I can tell you this. It's going to be a show with a lot of energy. <laughs> and the bottom sort of line, if there is one, that I'm coming to with this um, uh, looking for a commonalities amongst all this diversity um, is that everybody has the right to feel powered, empowered in their body and um, everyone. And so... The idea is to convey that to the audience and to tra transmit that. So hopefully it's the kind of show that you're going to leave feeling kind of pumped up and feel like good about yourself. That's what the intention is. And then go fight a dance party. <laughs> yeah. And then go, <laughs> go do whatever it is you want to do. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much. Uh, I've been speaking with George Stamos about situations, which is opening at Agora the first weekend of October. Yeah. Thank you.
The Dirty Feet podcast is produced and hosted by Produit et animé par Alison Burns J.D. Papillon et Stéphanie Morin-Robert We have Mainline Theatre, Montreal Improv Theatre and Paula Flalo to thank Merci pour le soutien Vous pouvez visiter notre site web, écouter les derniers épisodes, lire notre blog, nous aimer sur Facebook et nous suivre sur Twitter You can visit our website, listen to past episodes, read our blog, like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter Show us some love and help us spread the word. Montrez-nous un peu d'amour et aidez-nous à passer le mot.